educators, this is the Mike the Principal podcast, where we discuss strategies, experiences, and learning opportunities focused on growing leaders to move our schools forward. Everybody, this is Michael Meacham. Welcome back to another episode of the Mike the Principal podcast. This is episode seven. How do I put out fires and focus on instruction as a principal or school leader? Again, my name is Michael Meacham. I'm a high school principal in Central Florida, and you can see more of my work at mikemeacham.com. Be sure to hit the follow button on at Mike the Principal on Instagram. So today's episode, how do I put out fires and focus on instruction as a principal? So this actually, uh, this episode stems from a conversation that I had as a follow-up from the previous episode, episode six, where I talked about um, moving schools forward with regard to grading and assessment. And some of the feedback that I got from that session was, well, this this is great, but how do you do this um, when you're actually you know, principal focused on all of the other things that need to work. So uh, in episode three, I had actually talked a little bit about um, systems. So I'm going to take a little bit deeper dive there. Um, You know, what I hear from principals and school leaders all the time is how is it, how do you possibly focus on instruction when there are so many other things that come up? You know, you have parent concerns, student discipline, Uh, You have human resource issues, teacher needs, sporting events, and the list continues to go on and on and on, right, for principals and school leaders. So how is it that you actually focus on instruction and spending times with your teacher and making those shifts like we discussed in episode six about improving grading and, and assessment practices in the building? How does that happen? So the answer to that and where I, I briefly touched upon it was in episode three, um, systems, right? Like what does a systems focused or systems oriented principle do that is different than um, others and how does that how does that work? So, you know, for me uh, as a as a principal, systems are essential in in what I, what I do on a daily basis. The school does not operate without them. And you might be thinking, well, Mike, I, I have systems in place. The question that I would ask for you, actually several questions that I would have for you if you if you come to me and you say I have systems in place is, does everyone know that? Like, does everyone know that there's a system in place? Have you spelled that out for them? And do you have outlined roles and responsibilities for really everyone in your school, but more specifically, the team that is going to lead the work. So for me, it's my school leadership team. Do you have roles and responsibilities that outline what it is that they're going to do? And then furthermore, do they know how to make those things happen? And I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that. I'm also going to share in the show notes this week, uh, I'm going to share the, the roles and responsibilities document that I use internally and feel free to to kind of copy that template because it's a good starting foundation, right? The document doesn't mean that things are going to happen or that I have a system in place, but it does mean I have a plan for systems in our building and who's going to own those. 
So I think one of the most important questions that you have to ask yourself is how do I know systems are either not in place or broken? And it's going to be one of those two things. Either the system that you think you have is broken and not working, or you might think you have a system, but you actually don't when you reflect on it. And a system is more than just like a procedure, right? Like I know, and I'm going to do a deep dive into to tardies to class in a moment, but like I know if a student is tardy, there is a consequence and something is going to happen. Okay, cool. But like a syst- that's not a system. Like a system is not like a system walks through the process and I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through what that, what that would look like. Right. But you know, you have to reflect a little bit of like, are your systems broken or do you not have one in place? And there's, there's a two things that are going to happen that will inform you that, that that is the case that either your system is broken or you don't have one in place. If my people come to me with the same question over and over again, either I don't have a system in place or the system's broken. And and broken might mean that I've not communicated it effectively. I've not taught them what that system looks like. And that's on me as the school leader. And then is there always an issue that comes up with the same thing? Because again, that means that your system is broken or you don't have a system in place at all. So it's time for you to kind of go back to the drawing board and look at what is the system that you think you have and has that been communicated? Do people explicitly know what's expected of them? So let's let's look at a system real quick. Well, actually not real quick. Let's dive, let's do a deep dive quickly into one of the systems that's super common, particularly at the middle and high school levels, right? And this is one that I hear from principals, my colleagues and and principals that I work with throughout the country. Um, you often hear about, well, tardies, tardies to school or tardies to class, okay? And I'm gonna per- particularly talk about students that are, are late to class within a school building, okay? And I'm not here to debate restorative practice and restorative justice and those components there. I'm just going to talk to you about the system process today. We can absolutely have a a deep dive conversation about that in the future episode. But what happens in a building when a student's tardy? Like, does everyone in your building know that? Like, do they know explicitly what needs to happen when a student is tardy? And what is the workflow? What is the systematic workflow that happens when that is triggered? So when a student is tardy to class, what happens next? And what systems do you have in place that make sure that that doesn't happen again or help support the process so that doesn't happen again? And then is everyone in your building that's responsible for that particular system know what they need to do? Okay, so let's look at that at my school. And um, let's look at, and this is, I'm actually going to give you a scenario from when I was the the principal of a school with 2,000 plus students. Uh, This is the system that we have in place. Okay, a student is tardy to class. All right, that's the trigger. So now the system goes into place. Okay, we train our students that when they are tardy to class, they need to go to a location. For us on a large campus, it was multiple locations to get a tardy pass 
and then report to class. Okay. My teachers knew and they were trained up that that was the process. So like any, any deviance or, or any shift from that protocol was a problem. Okay. It was something I needed to come back and reteach maybe with just that one teacher, maybe with a group of teachers. Okay. But when a student was tardy, they go to a location, they get a tardy pass, they report to class. When they report to class, two things happen. The tardy is logged by our system, but also the teacher marks the student tardy in our student information system. Okay. We don't have, we did not at the time have a system that talked to one another. So two things needed to happen. The tardies logged by our system and also the teacher marks the student tardy. Okay. We use a system that keeps track of how many tardies a student has. And that's what I'm referring to when I say the system. Okay. Next in the system, what happens is my Dean who owns this process, she owns this system. She is now going to monitor accruing tardies and has a system to provide interventions for students that have multiple tardies and have hit a trigger. So and we have a number that when the student hits that number, it alerts our dean or she pulls a report and reviews for that number that we think is reasonable within our school and then provides in intervention accordingly. I don't have to remind my dean on a weekly basis. And if I had a team of deans, I would not need to remind them on a weekly basis because part of the system requires me to train them in what is expected of them. What report do they pull? What number are they looking for? What steps do they take for the students that are critically tardy, right? The students that are, are, are constantly falling into the same issue over and over again. And then once we get to that point, what are our what happens when we trigger several tardies? What is the discipline? What does that look like? What is the restorative practice that's going to happen so that we can can change behaviors? Okay? When it becomes a severe issue, what happens next? Well, at my school, the system requires that the school counselor also gets brought in the conversation with the student and dean to develop a support plan for students who are critically tardy. And then if it arises beyond that, I have an assistant principal that oversees, a, that also the dean reports to, that oversees the entire process and they're my safety net. And they're a school leader. I expect them to be able to manage that system. So there's multiple steps in this process but we can't just make sure that like, I can't just have my assistant principal and my deans trained on that. I need to make sure that my students know and understand that process. I need to know that my, that my students know and understand that process. I need to make sure that all my teachers know and understand that process so that we can make sure that this system works. And then we can't ignore the problem and say, well, man, I just, I have too many, I have way too many tardies at my school. There's no way that I can fix it. Okay. You can't, that, uh, giving up is not an option. Like that means you need to come back to the drawing board and you need to develop a new system or a system that needs to go deeper. You can't just ignore it. We have to put a system in place and train our people on that system. 
And when part of that system breaks or fails, we address it, we fix it, and if necessary, we retrain on it. And if I need to spend a week and my leadership team needs to spend a week out in the halls 24-7 as we implement this system in place, then that's what I do. But the goal is that after that week or after however long it takes to train on this system and get everybody understanding that, after that, the system starts to sustain itself. But sometimes it requires a an intervention, right? You, you know that on the first days of school, when things tend to be more hectic, you have more people on guard, on alert. Well, that, that's no different when we're implementing a new system. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And then I replicate this process. I replicate this process for every single thing that we do in the building and not the same people own them. I'm responsible for making sure that all of the systems work but I have people that I delegate those responsibilities to, but they own the systems. Everything that can happen on my campus or everything that can needs a system on my campus has to have an owner. There are far bigger companies right in the world. Think about the logistics that go into companies like, you know, like Disney and other major companies that, that, that Amazon and there's systems for every single thing that they do. And they must make sure that those systems are in place. And if the system breaks, they need to fix it. It's no different in our school. And once our systems are in place, then you can focus your time and energy elsewhere. Then it's time for you to take a deep dive into instruction. But the same way as a teacher goes in the classroom, if you don't understand that you cannot teach content until the management pieces are in place. Well, it's no different as a school. You can't focus on instruction if you're continuously putting out fires because you don't have systems in place. And then from time to time, you have to assess these systems. Like quarterly, you need to update them and look at them. You know, your, your three big ones in middle and high school, actually even in elementary, are going to be attendance, academics, and behaviors. Like you need to vet those systems and you need to do a health check on them quarterly. And then if the system needs refinement, you do it. But the system setting process and refinement process, it will take some time, especially on the front end, but it's something that's necessary if you're going to get engaged in the other things on campus. So let's recap. Every single procedure in your school needs a system just like teaching just like in the classroom and people need to be trained on each of these systems every system needs to have an owner or a leader in the building and it can be a teacher leader that's fine and the leader needs to take action when the system is broken or it's not working and they also need autonomy to be able to own that system. It might mean that they might need to make incremental changes or small changes without your permission they need to have that autonomy and then every system needs to be reviewed for effectiveness, okay? And you have to take the mindset that you can do this. Giving up is not an option. That is not a system. It is not an option as a school leader, okay? If you need help or support with things like this, okay, I do this work with schools and districts across the country. And if you wanna talk more, you can connect with me at mikemeachin.com or at Instagram, hit the follow button at Mike the Principal. And I work with schools and districts to develop programs or help develop school leaders on school-wide systems.
All right. And again, you could find out more at MikeMeachin.com. Don't forget to follow me at Mike Meachin on Twitter, at Mike the Principal on Instagram. You could follow me there to hear more about what I'm engaged in in my work on a daily basis. And be sure to hit the subscribe button to hear more conversations about this on the podcast as we move the work in our schools forward. Thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you later.